Welcome to Add to Party, a friendship simulator masquerading as a new show. I'm your host, James Hartwell, and I'm joined by... Oh, Andy Kay, and I've been joined by... Derek Costia. Hey, how are you guys? Andy, you're doing the thing Charles used to do that annoys me. What? You're using the past tense in the opening. I've been joined by the podcast hasn't started yet. And yes, I'm being pedantic. Ooh, no, I'm glad you called this out. Can we blame that I did it because he did it? Maybe. Because <laughs> I haven't been thinking about the tense. So wait, what am I supposed to say? Oh, I'm joined by. Yes. Yes. Aww. Well, we can also blame Charles for the pauses too, right? Okay. Well, yeah, the pause no, the was pause. that I forgot it was me. <laughs> <laughs> no, Andy, Andy owns the pauses. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's on me. That's on me. But, well, thank you. I'm taking notes, James. Listen, it's 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 uh, positive feedback. We all need to be told things sometimes. Mm-hmm. 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 I appreciate it. I'm always learning or real willing to learn and grow. <laughs> Can I tell you guys about the new thing I'm learning? Oh, God. <laughs> all right. This is literally sure. like five hours ago. Okay. Did you know there is? Oh, God. Okay, so something came across my YouTube feed. I think it's because one of my friends right now, he's getting into um, crocheting. And I was talking with him about it and learning about it, kind of how it's going for him. And what showed up in my YouTube feed is a channel for, um, like, crafting drama. Like, did you know that the world of knitting is called fiber arts? No, but that is an awesome name. Isn't it? No, but I'm aware of a little bit of the drama. It's incredible. Well, I don't know what you heard, but I have been learning so much. These people get into so much. There was one about like a like a knitting convention that went horribly wrong and it was called Fiber Fest off of Firefest. And it just they made this like hour and a half long documentary about how everything went wrong, was overpromised. There's another one about I didn't know people dye wool. I didn't know that's a thing. But someone ran their own wool dyeing business and then faked their death to get away with the money. And all these women organized, and I learned I didn't know this, but one of them tracked down their IP address by sending them a direct mes- message with like a pixel pixel picture in it. And then they tracked down their IP, and then they tracked down the IP of sock puppets accounts to like triangulate that a woman was still alive and running away with their money. There's another one where they got like, we're going to be sued by the Olympics because they were trying to do a knitting thing alongside the Olympics. You guys, there's so much drama when it comes to fiber arts. And it's fascinating because it's like, like it's wholesome and mundane, but like also just, you can't look away. You can't look away. I wanted to let you guys know about fiber arts. Okay. Oh my God. About the amount of pH you use. Are you using uh, citric acid when you're dyeing your wool? You better. Otherwise it's going to bleed in the wash. <laughs> so Andy, since you went back to the dyeing, what yeah. did, how did you think we got wool that wasn't black, white or brown? <laughs> okay. Like Derek, that is a fair call out. If you see red wool, do you assume there was a red sheep? <laughs> Up until now? 
Okay. I want to first call out. I never thought that, but I probably wasn't many steps away from it. <laughs> like that much ignorance. I should more so say, I guess there is a whole industry among like um, just uh, artists that they will like dye their own wool and like sell wool that they dye themselves. Like, I don't know why, but for some reason I thought like you just go to the knitting store and they just have every yarn you could need, every variation you can think of. But I um, what's that? That's what I thought. Right. But no, there is a whole industry built around making even more, I guess, like granular shades, which is then also very interesting to me because a wool's color, I don't know if it's always wool. I don't know the different type of fabrics, but it's always going to look different on your screen than it does in person, depending on your calibration. So I don't know. I just like, so I thought that was interesting that you can start all these online businesses about shades of colors you're making um, that can improve upon an experience that a store offers, but also you can like weave colors together or something. I think, I don't know. I'm like five hours new to this, but there's something called fiber arts and I'm obsessed and there's channels devoted to just drama. Are you you going to knit Andy or no, I have no interest in knitting. It's, I, I like learning about how technical it can be. It's super interesting when they just start like dropping all these techniques and stuff. I think that's interesting. Uh, but no, I have no interest in starting in there. Okay. Well, I don't want to start a new conversation. But after this, Sandy, I'm going to link you a good video on the company Pantone. Oh, and, I know Pantone. And all the details of how they help companies coordinate the actual color something is when it's ordered and delivered. I actually used to have on one of my old work laptops, it had a little, I don't know if it was like a little camera or something, um, but it had a little lens in the keyboard that would calibrate your uh, screen to match Pantone colors. Um, I don't know why. Maybe so I could have the most accurate Notepad++ skin. I have no idea. (laughs) But I have a Pantone calibration. (laughs) I think, but I would still be interested in that, Derek. I I think it's interesting. Like, like, yeah, the amount of work that has to do into color matching. Um, But honestly, this has been lighting my brain on fire. This whole world of fiber arts and how these women go hard um, when it comes to community and men and men. True, true, true. Sorry, sorry. Um, Even like the person though, like when they're interviewing all these people who are doing them, like a lot of them are women, but no, you are absolutely right. I don't want to. And non-binary. Non-binary. Thank you, James. I appreciate that. Um, Just check in your privilege, white man. Please do. Please do. Um, But yeah, this community goes hard, I should say. Uh, But yeah, so that's what I learned. Fiber arts, you guys. I'm not getting into knitting though. Is someone who painted, why why are you impressed about the color matching though? Wouldn't you, is you would just think similar, right? In terms no, of the paint, the paint, the gumplush shops are just magically provided. Fairies every night poured <laughs> in bottles for them. God, I wish it was that easy. You know, Andy, do you mix paints? I do. Okay, why is this so surprising to you? I guess because on one hand, like my selection of paints is like a little rack in a hobby store, right? Well, one of them has more, but regardless of that. I always pictured knitting stores. I don't think I've ever been in one, but just a giant thing of every color you can imagine. Just every color. 
Uh, and then you just choose from what's available to you. I don't know why my brain just never made the next step that someone might want something different than what's in the store. I, it's only because I just never thought about it. <laughs> but I want to recognize that I was surprised hearing about it. Um, but because when you're starting to work on a project, it can become very personal in terms of like if you're investing that much time, you're going to want a very specific outcome. So um, I don't know. Maybe when I thought committing to a color, there's a risk to doing it online. But then you just go to these conventions that then turn into Firefest. Oh, my gosh, you guys. It's insane. It's insane. They crammed 3,000 people into a venue that's meant to host 500 people weddings. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. That's all I have to share. I'm, I'm thinking I'll probably be over it today, though. This isn't a new puzzle venture, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm, I'm glad you're here to show this, you know, the, the corners of the Internet, whether it be fiber arts or long fur, fur long furbies. Yes! Oh, I forgot about long furby. Oh, I love long furby. Oh, I don't know how these things come across. my. I mean, we have to thank the algorithm. It's the algorithm. Well, and I think in this case, Google listening to me. Because I didn't Google crocheting. I didn't look anything up. I literally was just asking about my friend's hobby. Heard the conversations and went, you know what? We can get him. We can get Well, you know, maybe. Well, let's check my advertising. Let's go to Destructoid where I get 30 ads every page and see what my advertising is right now. Or we can talk about the winners and losers of the game award. (laughs) That's very true, James. Let's go in. Take us on that journey. So... Let's let's just run it down real quick about who won game of the year. That's Baldur's Gate 3, baby. Oh yeah. Oh a yeah. Little 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 double A. Now do we this is an interesting conversation. Do we consider Baldur's Gate a double A or a triple A game? Oh. I think I think it, Larian, be solely Larian double A. Studio is I think by definition is a double A studio. Yeah, I think solidly double A. Doesn't yeah. matter how successful it is. Like, or even polished, like it looks fantastic. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. That's that has nothing to do with the quality of the game, but I think it's just more about the size and investment of Larian Studios. Oh, that opens up another interesting question. I think we'll get to the winner. Yeah, yeah. It be- beating out Alan Wake Two, Marvel Spider Man Two, Resident Evil Four, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and shoe in any other year, Legends of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, can you admit? Oh my gosh. Just wow. a technical marvel, Tears of the Kingdom. But I, I agree, Baldur's Gate 3 should have won. Baldur's Gate 3 is a. Someone described it as being kind of like The Witcher 3 or the Skyrim of like CRPGs. It absolutely. This feels like a landmark mm. game. Yeah. Like the winds shifted with this. It absolutely yeah. did. Yeah, get ready. You're going to see like 18 fucking CRPGs in 2026. Oh, yeah. But weren't you guys not thinking it was going to win Game of the Year? I I, t- I thought it should have won, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that it did. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like fan vote only accounts for, like, I think 10% of the vote or something like that. Most of it comes from games journalists and things like that. And, you know, games journalists do not have 100 hours to play Baldur's Gate 3 yeah. <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. Uh, except me, the best games journalist. You are. Uh, no, I haven't played Spider-Man 2 yet. Or Alan Wake 2. <laughs> I haven't played either. So uh, I, anything. I think I'm... I only have five hours of any experience Baldur's Gate 3. 
the only other ex- exposure I have is to Mario Brothers Wonder and Zelda, but I need to keep getting farther in because the I've just done the intro like twice and it's not super compelling. I just yeah. need to, I just need well, to get hooked. Well, here here's what I would say is the other interesting is winner of best game direction, best narrative, and best art direction, Alan Wake Two. So, Alan Wake Two, darling game that mm-hmm. games games industry ah, the games journalism industry loves. Just couldn't edge it out for Baldur's Gate Three though. God, how different this would have been, yeah. And Alan Wake Two, hold on, Alan Wake Two was not even a contender for player's voice. No. Not even in the five for player's choice. Really? And, it, and it won the, all those. Yeah. Awards. Player's voice was between Baldur's Gate 3, which won Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty, Genshin Impact, Spider-Man 2, and Tears of the Kingdom. Baldur's Gate 3 winning. Yes. Do you think Cyberpunk deserved to be in that? Uh, every, I'm still working my way to get to Phantom Liberty. It's taking me time. Um, but everything I've heard from everyone says that Phantom Liberty is a fantastic expansion okay that that really like if it doesn't necessarily deliver everything that they promised but it it creates a realized world that is more of what it should have been at launch i think the difficulty spike on the hardest difficulty between sections hurts it but that's the only real valid criticism i've heard from it Hmm. i just didn't know if it was like um we have to like it because we have to, which I don't yeah. even know where I'm drawing that conclusion from. It's just a vibe I got. Yeah. There are a bunch of other games, one things. Uh, best indie went to Sea of Stars, not Dave the Diver, who is was made by Tencent. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to bring up was I read, because I didn't know that, but I read a whole article on Detoy talking about Dave the Diver should not be considered an indie game. Because it's developed, well, the parent company is Tencent. Yeah. But it feels like we're just throwing indie game now at anything that has like pixel art nostalgic vibes. Like, what does I mean, it even mean anymore? We've talked about like how do you define indie versus double A versus triple A? And I think it's very muddy. And I don't know. I think I, it I should come think. down to, well, th- what I liked, what they explored was that we need to come up with a new name because indie means nothing. Yeah. And they were like, and it, it should really drill down to how it's published because indie should mean uplifting things that were financed and developed by a small studio. And they're thinking of like, maybe use the word like alternative, uh, which I thought was interesting. They were like making parallels to music. Like it's using alternative means of publishing um, or developing. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of interesting. I think that's um, fine, but there shouldn't be any connotation with uplifting. Like it should be a very neutral term, just indicating where the, the source of the game was. That's fair, you know. And I don't know if I I don't want to say they use that word, but I, uplifting isn't really the right word. It's but to like call it out, right? To to make it known that like, hey, this is the context that this was developed. But like you said, neutrally, I agree with that. I agree, but it's information I'd like to know because, yeah, now indie means nothing. Yeah. Uh, and David yeah. Diver, when I looked at it, I immediately thought indie and I did not think it was made by Tencent. <laughs> well, do you want to know the big losers of uh, the Wait, game who? awards? Who's the big loser? That, well, first of all, anybody who got to give a speech. We'll get to that in a second. Oh, yeah. But, but also Marvel Spider-Man 2 and Jedi Survivor and... 
Final Fantasy 16 won no awards. Wow. It was a packed year. Yeah, it was a packed year. It was a packed. Well, God of War, too. Wait, did God of War come out this year? Uh, God of War did not. God of War came out last year. year. And I believe that was between it and Elden Ring last year. That's right. That's right. Um, Was it Elden Ring last year? Elden Ring was last year, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think. No, no, it was because it was like February of last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it's it feels like it's been two years, even though it's technically one year. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was just yeah. too much. And I think it was it was because of covid delays. Right. It just stacked this, everything. This was up. the year where all the covid games just yeah. kind of gotten jumped on us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there was some other controversy. Oh, and, th- and that's because Jeff Keighley hates award speeches. <laughs> yeah, he uh, so, hates like neo Nazis running up on stage. I don't know if he was, a know if he was a neo Nazi, uh, but that, that and he's referring to the person who went on stage last year. But none of that should happen this year. Not that he would have had time. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's because uh, award maybe as a response to uh, Christopher Judge's seven minute speech or something like that. Or he was just fucking ignoring that play it off. So, um, yeah, most people got like something like 30 to 45 seconds to give their award speech. Yeah. Even including including Game of the Year, Bowlers Gate 3. Yeah, but a lot of them were also pre-recorded ahead of time because they couldn't attend. So those yeah, were, they're, were like the small, like the content creators, the esports athletes were asked to like pre-record. They didn't, but they didn't show those either most of the time. They would just kind of run through them. They would be they yeah. give like five like you hear five words. Like one I one I've heard people bring up is like best indie kind of just gotten like you know thrown through like it was in the, one of those like best content creator, best esport, best indie. And it's like, you know, I feel like someone said it mean a lot to an indie developer to be able to come up on stage and and win an award like that's yeah. a very again uplifting thing yeah so yeah i don't know i mean there's there's certainly a balance to be had i think people say it swung much more to game conference this year because there were a lot of announcements and i think it was a pretty good show in terms of that but the award side suffered for it where you had you know a lot of commercials a lot of obviously like sponsored programming to pay the bills. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Jeff's got to pay the bills and everybody understands that. But also it's like, you got to maybe, you know, could we have cut something? <laughs> could you have spent a little less money here so that we could have these people give more speeches there? You know what I mean? So or how about I don't, I don't envy him having, go ahead. What was that? Just separate the two events. One is to give well, awards nice. to, the, to the group behind all of these great creations and then the marketing dollars should be separate well i mean if you want a real award show that's dice but nobody watches dice because that's literally just for like the game developer community oh sure 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 the dice awards if you're unfamiliar with them and if you are i wouldn't be surprised because nobody watches the dice is that like in germany no what am i thinking of gamescom well i don't yeah i don't know why i thought germany i guess i don't know um, the other thing I heard and more of an opinion piece, but it was just like nothing was said about how the entire industry is just being wiped out 
or like everybody's being fired, right? The layoffs are insane. And Jeff didn't call any of that out. Um, and then they made the parallel that Jeff isn't afraid um, to get political because I think they said they weren't allowing Activision to be at the Game Awards or um, Blizzard. Was that what it was? Because like, I, I hadn't heard about that. Yeah, there was something about like, or at least they commented on it or something, but basically calling out like Blizzard, you know, stop being awful. Um, they, they were calling that out and said there's no place for it. And then they just are like, hey, all these companies with record profits, good job. Keep laying people off. Um, obviously, that's not his message. But I guess a lot of people were expecting him to say something. It didn't cross my mind that he would. But when it was brought up to me, I I, I kind of agree. It, I Probably something should have been said or at least yeah. called out that like this was devastating to the community this year, to all the people putting in all this hard work. Um, so nothing was brought up. But do you want to bring up any bummers? I mean, talking about Blizzard's a bummer. People no. got hurt. Yeah. yeah. So that was another thing I heard. But now that I've cast aspersions on the conference part of it, let's Ooh. let's revel in it. Mm. And let's talk about all the announcements that did happen during it. I'm just going to run through these real quick and you guys can pick and choose what you want. But sure, um, I'm going to just pick out the ones that I think are particularly interesting. Uh, Daniel Mullen's next game, the creator of Inscription called Pony Island 2 Panda Circus, starring a live action Sungwon show of of pro ZD fame as a character in the game. Uh, We also had Dead Cells, Dead Cells devs revealing their next game called Windblown. It was just the animated trailer. You didn't really see a lot of it. But, you know, Dead Cells team, great team. Uh, Matthew McConaughey came on stage and showed a game called Exodus, an RPG from ex-Bioware devs, of which he was nowhere in the trailer. And it seemed very much to ape Interstellar in some ways. So I don't know. <laughs> that was I very weird. The, you, the face behind the helmet could be a younger Matthew McConaughey. Maybe. He said start. his voice will be in it, so... We'll was see. he trying to be? Why can't I remember his name? Who's John Wick? Keanu That's Keanu Reeves. Reeves. That was Anthony Mackie, which we'll get to in a minute. Oh, okay. Uh, God of War Ragnarok announced a new DLC called Valhalla, which is a roguelike. It is out to. It was out yesterday, so it's oh, out okay. now. If you want to play it, um, also it uh, it's all over my TikTok. It is actually a story DLC, too. It's not just a roguelike. There is a continuing story of God of War uh, wow. Ragnarok in there. So that's for worth free. playing. Um, but I don't have to play it because TikTok ruined it for me. Oh, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that's fine. Um, what else we got here? Do, 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 do. Oh, uh, Visions of Mana, a new Secrets of Mana game yeah. coming out in 2024. I hope Finally. it's not Finally, uh, are you a mana boy? I didn't I know am. you like. <gasps> I am a mana boy. I Which ones did you play? Uh, the ones on PS One that my friend, who is also a Final Fantasy addict, had. Oh wait, yeah. you're though. That's the the. I think it was Legend of Mana. Yes, I believe or so. whatever. People are supposed to not like that one. I liked it. It's beautiful. The soundtrack. Look, if it was awful, too. I was a kid. That's my excuse. Honestly, I I don't think it was that awful. It was just that weird non-linear kind of thing where you like piece together the map. People weren't the biggest fan. Um, But going back to it, I think there's something to appreciate it. But I didn't know that. Um, 
So I'm glad you're excited for this too. I wasn't able to tell though if this was a multiplayer one. Because um, Legend was multiplayer, right, Derek? You said you played it with your friend? I played, I basically played it and then he would just tell me where to go. Oh, okay. And then he'd watch <laughs> me make mistakes and laugh. Fair, 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 fair. We um, had our yearly Kojima update. Where he came out and showed his new horror game called OD, <gasps> which which was just a bunch of very disturbing uh, motion capture graphics. <laughs> I am not remembering this one. And that was where the people like... were just screaming while they were reciting a sentence, oh, okay. which I mm. which I believe people confirmed is the sentence they use when they do mocap tests. Oh, but, is it? OK. Yeah. Um, also that he's working with Jordan Peele. Uh, director of Us, yeah. Get Out, and what was the other one? Don't look. Uh, don't look. The up. newest one. No, don't look up. Is the uh, DiCaprio movie, or is it Nope or something? Nope, that's yeah. the other one. Nope. Yep. And uh, nothing new about Death Stranding too. But uh, yeah, this will be a horror game though. Uh, Jurassic Park Survival announced, which is a single player Jurassic Park adventure game. Really looks like they're just doing Dino Crisis, baby. This is like Dino Crisis in Jurassic Park. Okay. Uh, Maybe they'll throw a nice little Easter egg on whatever her name was. For Andy, don't not for Andy, don't not announce their next game called Lost Records Bloom and Rage coming late 2024. This is the newest game from the Life of Strange team. Yeah, I looked at it and I was like, is that a life is strange? And it's not called it, but you look at it and you know it is. <laughs> and then you start the trailer and it's like two girls that you can totally tell are in love. And you're like, yep, here we go. Skull and Bones is finally coming out February 16th. It's happening. Skull and Bones. Wait, the Skull. Ubisoft one? That's right. Singapore, they, they made that deal with Singapore and by God, they'll uphold it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, more interestingly, Arcane Lion revealed that they're making a Blade game. Blade, the Marvel Vampire Hunter. This is the team that made Deathloop and Dishonored. So, mm-hmm. um, but instead of the normal New York City where Blade usually is, he's in Paris for some fucking reason. That reason <laughs> being that Arcane is a French studio. Uh, oh, I didn't put that together. Okay. Yeah. They're oh, like, we're like, we know that he's tied deeply to New York City. But what if he was in Paris? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, New York's been done a couple times. You got yeah, Spider-Man, I know, I know. Yeah, Division. Yeah. Uh, as I was saying, Anthony Mackie came out uh, doing his best. Keanu Reeves announcing the Twisted Metal will be receiving a season two. Twisted Metal was actually good. You should watch it. Um, I too, yeah. Uh, do, do, do anything else? Uh, oh, Hello Games announced their next game called Light No Fire. Sean Murray was on stage and just did his best to not overpromise, and damn it, he failed again. But that's okay. We love you, Sean Murray. Uh, <laughs> he, he said it's the first real open world, something without boundaries. So instead of a universe, they're creating kind of a magical planet that is procedurally generated and more or less endless with mountains taller than Everest and things like that. And you can mm. fly on dragons. Okay. Okay, that sounds bold. I hope they didn't overpromise. Does that sound fun? Uh, There was a tweet that came out afterwards where it's like uh, Sean Marie again over promises and he he like retweeted it and just went, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, he gets it. 
uh, uh, Final Fantasy 16 is getting a DLC coming out in uh, 2024 called Echoes of the Fallen. Oh, actually, no, it came out that day. Yeah, uh, Echoes of the Fallen came the out. The DLC is not out. Wait, Final Fantasy 16 DLC Echoes of the Fallen is available today while huh? the Rising Tide is on its oh, way. Oh, thank you. Sorry, I didn't mean to... Yeah. Wait, it's, what is Echoes of the Fall? Is that like a story DLC? I think I think that's a roguelike version, probably. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Because, yeah, I kept reading, like, they shadow dropped, and then they just kept talking about this future DLC, and I was like, I don't know if that's what shadow drop means. Uh, it will be taking place in story, so if you were wondering what happens after the end of the story, keep fucking wondering. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then finally, Capcom revealed that it is uh, its next Monster Hunter game will be coming out. In 2025, not what we thought. We were all like, this game's definitely coming out next year. Nope. It's coming out in 2025. It's called Monster Hunter Wilds. It is more or less the spiritual successor to Monster Hunter World. Mm-hmm. I uh, don't think there's enough information out there to make that claim. Well, I, I mean, like, it would be weird if it wasn't. <laughs> Worlds was like their best-selling game ever. <laughs> I mean, Worlds was their attempt to get new market share. But they crushed honestly, from the trailer, I'm scared that there's open world vibes. Oh, like that sort of scares me. But I mean, they were open world. Like the maps of Monster Hunter are always kinds of open worlds. You just you, you very you, small you, open worlds. Yeah, very like memorable. Like you remember where every herb, every uh, stink musk, everything is. But, I, I would say they're larger, larger than the standard map, though. Like, I mean, either if, way, if it's coming out like, in 2025, yeah, very good. And then, uh, since you said finally, I'll just bring up one that you skipped over. What's that? Uh, the finals. It's a first-person shooter uh, uh, by X Dice Devs. Wait, let's talk about it from Embark Studios. It's available now, free to play. Oh, it's very fast, much like Apex. But much shorter it's, rounds, so it's too clean. I don't like it. The, the art the, style of the, I don't like the art style of it. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of how they have it set as like a game show. But the gameplay is fun. The environment is fully destructible, and it's very little investment because it's free to play, and rounds yep. don't last more than about ten minutes. Yeah, it's three. It's three v three v three. So you're three teams of three. Yeah, yeah. Have I, I've been watching it? a lot of people play it, and I was like, eh, I don't know. Have it, you played it, Derek? Yeah, I've, I've put in a few hours yesterday on it. It, it, it's. I would have if you told me this is an Ubisoft game, I would have believed you instantly. It looks like I, an Ubisoft game. I, yeah. I don't like how you're using that as like a negative connotation. <laughs> well, hey, like, hey, as someone who loves Rainbow Six Siege, Ubisoft does have a style. <laughs> That's a good point. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out now why am I thinking it's an Ubisoft? It's game. too clean. It maybe that that's what it, it's the clean. Like it looks nice. It looks nice, but maybe by clean it's that it doesn't have like it's not it doesn't ha- it doesn't have a style if that makes yeah. sense like there's no heart <laughs> it doesn't well i mean and, and to a certain extent that makes sense for the the plot of the game sure. because it's a game show so it being clean makes sense mm. but 
that doesn't mean I have to like it. <laughs> and I'm just going to give more fuel to your fire, James. Do it. Uh, to make it more like an Activision game, it is 16 gigabytes for what's essentially like four or five maps. <laughs> oh, dang. But again, I'm enjoying it. I'm going to play more of it. Ooh, I'm did, glad you're liking it. But after like 90 minutes to two hours, I was like, okay, let's go back to Lethal Company. <laughs> Wait, which one's Lethal Company? That's the one we played the other night. Oh, you were you weren't in. That's the no. one. Uh, it's the one where you are. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You four space four space guys going into monster filled dungeons to get scrap. It's fun. Yeah. Or more with mods. It's 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 less scary phasmophobia, honestly. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that was the game awards. Wait, you missed another one. Oh my god, what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was a big reveal. Um, it's what the persona team has been working on. Oh, I did miss that. Oh, wait, one, oh which... no, I don't actually don't think this was a reveal. It was a reveal to me. So maybe never mind. <laughs> but there's a, they were working on a fantasy RPG for years and years and years. And I actually thought it was almost a Mandela effect. I, I could have sworn they were making one, but like, I felt like I was going crazy. I couldn't find anything on it. Um, and it turns out it's called metaphor. Um, and it's based, it's just everybody from the persona team, not everybody, but, and it's going to be a fantasy. Oh, game. metaphor refantizo. Yeah. That was announced a while ago. Yeah. I literally completely missed that. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I literally thought this was an announcement and it was in the pre-show. And as I was watching, I was like, this is a big deal. Why does no one care? <laughs> yeah. Metaphor refantizo was announced. I want to say at a state of play no maybe like a year ago yeah like a year ago i'm looking at june 2023 is it looks like when it's it was revealed at an xbox game show oh Oh, so that's That's probably why i didn't see it and i remember after i saw this trailer uh whatever the other day it it didn't mention playstation it was only xbox and pc that doesn't necessarily mean it won't be on yeah i mean it true it's and it's very not also looking at the looking at the uh shin mega tensei uh wiki page it it lists ps ps5 steam playstation 4 oh does it really okay so i think it's just they have marketing rights that's what i was hoping um so okay i'm fine with that i'm andy to assuage any of your future fears of an xbox pc only release please do i have the fan conspiracy theory (gasps) what's that Uh, xbox i feel like is shifting into selling software not their hardware and i feel like the game pass might come to play shut up i don't want to five years the best deal in gaming i don't want to think about how good game pass is it makes me mad no but I'm saying that they just want to sell it to PlayStation and Nintendo users on top of mm. PC users. Just, like, just think about, Andy, how I'm going to be playing with Ichiban and his friends in Honolulu for free with Game Pass. Is that on Game Pass? <laughs> yeah, it is. No. Infinite, Infinite Wealth is on Game Pass. Get out. <laughs> it's yeah. So if, if you want to believe in one of my conspiracy theories, <laughs> pray for that one. <laughs> well, I am... Um, I'd be fine with that if they put Game Pass on like PlayStation. I actually just sprung for the middle tier PlayStation. Um, I figured, why the heck not? There's like two games I wanted to try on it. So 
I would get my money there if I play those. But uh, and I have no. I will gladly give sixty dollars to whatever that team is for the new like a dragon. All right, you're depriving them of money, James. Okay, you're the also, enemy here. They also said it's going to be like maybe the biggest game since five, which I'm like, well, five was a slog. I hope you guys do it better this time. <laughs> the, is the one that I like seven? Yeah, you like seven. Seven was gigantic. Five was still bigger. <laughs> oh, my God. Five five is like they're long. It, seven is the second longest game. Okay. Um, well, they created fantastic characters and I just want to hang out with them. Um, so I'm absolutely thrilled and waiting for that game. Wait, when does it come out again? Uh, January 28th. Oh my God. Yep. It's right around the corner. Yeah. Andy, by the way, uh, I finished like a dragon Gaiden and let me tell you, you'll cry. (laughs) Oh really? (laughs) You'll ugly cry. (laughs) Wait, I will personally, even with my yes. knowledge of the lore. Yes. Oh, <gasps> so sad. Oh, no. Oh, I mean, I cried at the end of Like a Dragon 7 just because they were such good friends. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is so beautiful. <laughs> I can't imagine what's going to happen to me. He though. didn't know. He didn't know there was in the one thing, but he was actually in the other. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was a great story. I love I love fucking Like a Dragon 7. Anyway, well, we'll talk about Like a Dragon 7 next year. But we have big we'll, problems. Big problems right now. We already talked about the big problems. Like, like a Dragon comes out next month on the 28th yeah and then rebirth comes out the following month on the 29th you have you this have 30 right. da- you have 30 days that is impossible <laughs> I, that i'll is do it literally impossible for me it takes me like two years to beat anything <laughs> you're gonna have two large rpg because seven rebirth is looking to be quite big as well yeah and I was even thinking of replaying remake. That's not happening. Did you beat integrate, Andy? Yes, yes. you got to do integrate too. Yeah, I beat integrate. Okay. Um. Oh no, I have to beat, but I want to take my time and enjoy Yakuza Eight. Well, you're not. I'm just take a leave of absence at work, forty hours a week. Take your time. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Andy, when's the last time you took a week off? Take a week off. I well, I want to save up my vacations for all the vacations. Let's <laughs> oh. vacation is a vacation, okay? Oh no, guys, this is the worst problem to. Have. Well, you know, I mean, this you is know the, the dumbest problem to have. I'm like freaking out. I'm getting anxious about trying to cram that much like a dragon into one month. I'll segue unless you, no matter how much you try to stop me, God damn it. Oh, please do. Sorry. Sorry. I'm just having a little bit of crisis. I'm looking for a little bit of support, but please go on. No, you don't get support. What you get is the GTA 6 trailer that came That's out last right. week. 100 Baby, million we get- in one day. Yeah, it's currently sitting at 146 million views mm-hmm. and it's nine days that it's, this is nine days since it was revealed. Uh, Revealing what everybody knew, it's going to be in Florida. <laughs> yeah. And ho- holy shit, does this game look beautiful? Like, yeah. stupidly beautiful. Yeah. Like, they are just going nuts with this game. And uh, it's it's definitely, and I mean, hey, they did Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead Redemption 2 
is a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I can't trust them. But after this, go back to the very first announcement for GTA 5 and then look at release footage. Oh. So what will I, I think, see there? I think GTA 6 will be beautiful. GTA 5 was. Of course, 6 will be better. But uh, it wasn't in-game graphics, obviously. Well, I think it is. I think a lot of it is in-game cinematics. So, you know, you're getting like perfect reflections and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's a couple scenes in here where it's like things look damn near real life in some of these. It's pretty cool. It, it, yeah. it was beautiful. Um, it also sh- it didn't reveal too much. Uh, basically, it's going to be the story of a couple uh, mostly focusing, it seems, on the female part of it, Lucia and did they ever say the name of her boyfriend, lover, partner? I don't believe so. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, so, but he will be a part of it too. But they fuck it. You know they'd be fucking. Uh, <laughs> and also, it looks like it's going to be taking on streamer and influencer culture. Because uh, a lot of it was presented in a way of kind of like Instagram reels or TikToks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that'll be fun. See, Lockstar, how everyone's trying to be an influencer. And especially when you think about it in terms of like Miami and stuff like that, where, I mean, next to LA, that's probably like the biggest place for that. So I didn't even know that was a thing until like a year ago. Well, like Miami has that type of culture. Oh yeah. I literally only considered I, cause obviously Florida is a monolith. It's just old people in Disney world. Right. But no, (laughs) it's like this weird, party scene that i just never knew existed um andy andy what did what did will smith tell you what did wait we, give me a second i'm almost there the heat, what, what was it no i can't even welcome to miami I'm an email, I'm oh that's right but okay we're being way too positive so i want to bring up the one singular negative of all the news is it, is it, that's coming out in 2025 no no that that was expected uh, they do not. They've announced that they don't have the resources to do a concurrent PC launch. Yeah, they don't have the resources. Air quotes. Uh, Even Shark Cards made up. I want to say seventy percent of their total profits from GTA, on which, which is in lifetime. the billions of dollars. Let's be no, very clear no, here. Not only not only is it in the billions of dollars, it's also uh, three sixty, and it was on old gen consoles then PC, then re-released on new consoles. And if they've released it on Switch, people would have bought four copies of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was, I think someone said the attach rate between consoles and PC was something like 46%. Yeah. So it's like for, for every every person who bought a console version of the game, 46% of it also bought it on PC. Yep. And that Whoa. accounts for GTA. I'm one of those people, Andy. Yeah. I, yeah. But GTA 6's... Uh, what is like 50% of their total budgets on marketing. And that's marketing yeah. to get you down to Walmart and target to buy a Xbox one or a PS five right now. Get them while they're available because Xbox one was the last Xbox oh. one was last gen. So it's like um, Xbox. S. It's the series generation Xbox series. X and S. I don't yeah. even know what they are anymore for Xbox. Yeah, but get on down, get the latest console because you are going to consume GTA because why we would all you? are. That's I the only thing I worry it. about with this is that, um, man, I don't want to play games at 30 frames per second anymore. <laughs> do you think yeah, it'll do be you want to play frames? GTA? Yeah, I'm gonna. 
But yeah, it, yeah. I can't imagine if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen the trailer, but if you haven't, go watch it. It's a great trailer. It's pretty good. And it's also very interesting. Again, it, it, it made records in terms of the amount of pe- people who viewed it um, at its release. I think it really was like 100 million in 24 hours. But what's interesting is to go through the comments. And again, I guess it's it's one of the best selling games of all time, if not. But still, its reach just blows my mind. Like GTA uh, I, is huge. I think it's the second most selling game of all time just behind Minecraft? Minecraft. Yeah. First, OK. And that makes sense. That makes sense. It's really Tetris still number one. No, it's just lost its lead long ago. Pop selling game. Well, like four years ago, maybe. Yeah, it has to have. I think Tetris might be. Oh yeah, Minecraft. No, you're right. Yeah, Minecraft. It goes Minecraft, GTA Five, then Tetris. Okay. Yep. Just it's it's just insane. But then, and I bring that up because as I was reading through the comments, it was interesting to see how important this game was to so many people and how excited they were, and it was kind of special. Um, Oh, if you combined all if. This is me shilling for Tetris. If you combine all the versions of Tetris, it it, it takes second place. <laughs> then what version are they using to consider a third place? Uh, they're using the the EA Mobile Tetris version, but what? the original Tetris sold forty eight million copies. The Tetris EA version sold a hundred million copies. So I put it one hundred forty eight million, which would put it in second place. Now, what about the NES copies? Because I contributed to that one. <laughs> it's great listen tetris is a great game it, uh <laughs> listen tetris effect superior i love it anyway game. but yeah gt i i i'm happy with what i saw i'm sad that i have to wait potentially two years to play this game but you've got enough games i mean yeah i do but i drop almost all of them to play gta 6 it's listen, it's okay. You'll forget about it. Did you it. play GTA five on release day, Andy? I forget. I did. I my company literally we had like a day off to go play it. <laughs> they were so excited. Um the so I, I yeah, I remember when it came out, I played it, I didn't beat it, but I like GTA. So I'm excited for the sixth one. I mean I played it on release day for PC. Mm. Are you gonna get a PS5 for it, Derek? No. <gasps> Bringing an Xbox Series X. No, one. I mean, I have a coworker who upgraded to a better Xbox model, and they could sell to me for like really cheap. But at this point in my, actually, I think maybe for the rest of my life, I'm just not a console person. Well, I, pre- I appreciate the game, but the rumor is that PS5 Pro uh, developer consoles have gone out, so the specs may be leaking on them soon. So. God, already. PS, there might be a glute of PS5s being sold in. I don't know if I'm going to get a PS5 Pro this time. Although, if that allows me to play GTA 6 at, at 60 frames per second. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I I barely, I don't know. I, I don't use my PS5 as much. And it's like everything already looks gorgeous. Like I mean, for me, it's going to be next month and then Final Fantasy are going to be busy times for me with that but that's true i'm gonna play a yakuza on it or like a dragon on it and then yeah rebirth is gonna look so good on it <gasps> i'm gonna love games in the next couple months yeah like, it's gonna be a great time play. unless you're what trying you to play the day before oh 
this Ooh. was interesting. Hey, Derek, do you want to take the lead on this? Because I think you know more about it than I do. Honestly, I don't know much at all about this. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm just, it's very interesting. <laughs> I So there's, I don't know too much about it either. And this is a great thing as me as a game journalist to say, hey, here's a story we're going to talk about. I don't know jack shit about it, but since we're here, <laughs> I'll read this article from uh, IGN. So in the. Oh, I think the that's the one I read. Yeah. Yeah. The day before isn't upcoming, not any longer. Uh, post-apocalyptic open-world RPG in which players must contend with zombies and other survivors in equal measure. It grabbed attention of those looking to fulfill their own Walking Dead or Last of Us-esque fantasies. Now with the release date of October 10th. Uh, Fantastic went quiet following uh, their first release date. Yeah, so it's an MMO that has basically been very unsupported since its initial release. Uh, probably, I think, February is when things started getting bad. Well, so the whole thing... What kind February of was when it was released. February it was released was when it was only a couple days ago. I think it went early access in February. So it only went early access a couple days ago. Oh, okay. Andy, you know more than I do. Yeah, so I was looking into it because I thought it was really interesting, and... One of the one of the reasons this is kind of remarkable and everybody was so burned by it is that development started a couple of years ago. They had a nice trailer. Um, I don't even really know what the gameplay was. It was like an MMO zombie shooter survival game, something. I don't know. But like the trailer was just like you're dropped in a city and you're fighting against others for resources and zombies. Whoop de do. But it was like one of the most wishlisted games ever on Steam. Or at least at that time, it was the most wishlisted game. Everybody wanted this game, and they were very interested in the development. And over the years, Fantastic Studio kept releasing trailers with more features and more features. They're like, oh, we're going to have a hub where players can hang out. Oh, you're going to have a place where you can build your own uh, residence. And it's like they just kept going. And this is a small studio that has not done a large game before. So there were red flags and they kept over promising, but it was the most wishlisted game. Everybody was super excited. They thought they were going to be a winner. And then they had a delay and then delay and then delay. And people were worried, but you know, they kept giving it a pass. And then when it went early access a couple days ago, it was not the MMO zombie shooter. It did not have barely any of the features that were in all of the trailers a lot of it looked like purchase assets and didn't look like environments shown in the trailers. And it ended up being like an extraction game. I don't even really know what that means. But those, those are games where you're, it's like PVP um, and you're trying to escape with like loot or items, but people can attack you as you try to leave. Okay. Yeah. So then that makes sense. Yeah. Cause it sounded like there would be like instance things where like you would choose to do something and then you gather resources and you'd leave and you'd lose a b- bunch of stuff that you even collected. So basically it was nothing like it was. And then the servers were all overloaded and kept crashing. And then the game kept crashing. And then there was all these bugs and visual glitches and blah, 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 blah. So basically you release the most wishlisted game on steam with years of hype. It ends up not being what they said. It was a huge buggy mess and it was just flooded with terrible reviews and tons of people asking for refunds. Um, So much so that within like two or three days, they just announced they're closing. They're like, nope, we're done. The studio's out. (laughs) So 
a little bit of background also. This is a small, small company that's put out mm-hmm. five titles in seven years. Mm-hmm. So they and none of them have seemed to have been successful. So I'll just list them out because I personally hadn't heard of any of these until today. The Wild Eight, Dead Dozen, Radiant One, Prop Night, and The Day Before. Yeah, never heard of any. I have to imagine Prop Night is like a prop hunt style game. Yes, and as a big fan of prop hunt games, I'm surprised I've never heard of it. What's up? Probably because it was shitty. Well, uh, so originated on, uh, I think, TF2, honestly. It's like a modded server. I thought it was a Gary's Mod thing. It's also on Gary's Mod, but I think it started on TF2. But I played it first on Gary's Mod also. But either way, uh, people spawn as uh, a type of prop, like a set piece on the map. Mm -hmm. And the map will have all of those pieces. So, like, you could be like a bag of flour or cement or something and... You could you just plop down, and if you survive till the end, which is like so many minutes, then you win. And then the other team is just a bunch of a group of people that just are trying to kill, but they take slight damage when they try to identify a prop, and unless they actually do. So TF2, they they were pyros. They'd shoot their fi- flamethrower, and they take a little bit of damage unless they hit a prop that was hidden. <laughs> I never heard of so that. It's just an open hide and seek. Sure. Yeah. That sounds fun. And it's spread to some AAA Studios games as well as an alternate game mode. Call of Duty, particularly. Yeah. Oh, I'd never heard of this before this moment. It's fun. It's a fun game. Not not like the day before. Not like the day before. Yeah, they bit off way more than they can chew. A lot of people are really burned because they just overpromised. And I think like their last tweet. I think was just like, I'm sorry, shit happens. <laughs> I think I might be misquoting or we tried our best. It's one of those. We just tried our best. It's like, oh, sorry. But um, but yeah, so huge, huge, huge failure. I think it's one of the most overwhelmingly negative games on Steam. And I think it was because of the hype. It wasn't like this just didn't happen in a vacuum. But at the same time, I had never heard of this game before, like at all. It be before the last couple of days, and it blew my mind that it was one of the most wishlisted games on Steam. It's another like, one of those cautionary tales of early access. Hold on, let me let me also add to this. This is the second game I'm aware of where you can Steam will refund any customer, no matter how many hours or days they've spent playing it. Oh, that I don't I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. They tweeted that one hour ago. Oh man, so was the a- other one uh, Cyberpunk? Yes, probably. Yeah, or game of the year winner or whatever it was. Ongoing game of the year. Okay, it had a rough launch, and I'm one in this group. I'm one of like we had multiple people refund. I came in with full skepticism, saying it's going to be a pretty bad game. And, I had a great time. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> At like, launch, you did too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had one or two bugs that were horrible, but then just restart the game and it's fine. Like th- that's not a good launch experience. At all, but I mean, all the big companies are having us alpha test their games nowadays, so it wasn't unexpected. I I didn't know. Well, we'll talk about the next early access failure. Ooh, another episode of Add to Party. What is that? A friendship simulator masquerading as a new show. I've been your host, James. 
Let the people talk during their award speeches. Don't play them <laughs> off with music, Jeff Keeley. You should know better. Hartwell. And I've been joined by. See, now the past tense. I, uh, Andy, um, Fiber Art Snarker. I learned that <laughs> word too. <laughs> snark? There's snark communities? Okay. Um, K. And I've been joined by. Derek. The one person on the internet who hasn't beaten Baldur's Gate three yet. So. <laughs> oh, Andy hasn't too. You're you're Andy I will never play it. To be fair, yeah, and you never will. I don't know. I thought, yeah, I probably won't. Let's be real. I'll get dragged through it. You'll have get a it. good night, everyone. All right, have a good night. Bye. Have a good morning, evening, whatever it is. Gosh Bye. darn considerate, Derek. Mm-hmm. <laughs>